I do have Gordon Gordina on the phone. Hello. Hi, Gordon. How are you doing? You're on air at CKUT. Good. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, and you're playing La Vitrola tonight um, with your band, The Haram. Can you tell us a little bit about this group? We're actually playing tomorrow night. Um, we did a uh, showcase today from Mondial, Montreal. Oh, but that was closed for the public kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, this band is um, uh, a, a larger ensemble that I started um, that works on we play a lot of the Arabic radio music from the 50s, 60s, and a lot of Iraqi folk music, and then kind of filter that through our own improvised kind of mindsets and uh, kind of make our own arrangement of, of that music. Mm. That's it in a nutshell, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, one of the things I notice with all the members is um, you guys all seem to play a good mix of like totally free improv and more um thoroughly uh, thoroughly written stuff um jesse zubat the violinist for example has worked mm -hmm. with um tanya tagak um can you is that something you value in a collaborator somebody who can be comfortable working with um both uh compositional stuff and more just improv yeah. stuff yeah totally i mean that that's funny bring that because uh, actually our drummer kenton lowen also um did a lot of playing with, with Tanya Tagak as well, which is a completely improvised setting that, and the same one Jesse does it now. And, um, but I, I like having that difference of people that are also kind of comfortable in written music and com comfortable playing completely free or playing over changes, uh, anything like that. This group is also really interesting because it's half, there's a, a bunch of the group is, is more traditionally Arabic players they put like there's a, a part of it that we really just play that mm. um more traditionally and then also pushing that into more free um, um sections and stuff like that as well but yeah it definitely is something i'm looking for is people that are um open and have great ears and are really trying to push their um push themselves mm. and um i i mean i guess Again, sort of speaking about Jesse Zubat, he runs a record label, Drip Audio, mm -hmm. who sends us a lot of stuff here on CKUT. Um, yeah. And I, I think that, w do you think it would be fair to say that uh, that's sort of like a strong mentality in the Vancouver scene to have musicians from a lot of different genres and um, styles um, working in improvisation as well? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel the Vancouver scene is quite... Um, I feel like it's it's made a unique space for itself, um, partially because it's so isolated and because the jazz festival has been very wonderful about bringing in a lot of European musicians mm. and uh, and also, in, you know, guys from, guys from the States and from, from all over, but there's a really strong contingent of European musicians and collaborating with local musicians. And this has been happening for a few generations now, so I grew up with the generation above me being local guys playing you know, with uh, uh, with a bunch of the German guys and and, and you know, like Eric, and and a lot of the Dutch scene is happening at the time. Um, so there's a lot of those collaborators, and then they're all friends. So then now mm -hmm. us growing up, we kind of got that opportunity to get to meet a lot of these musicians and become friends with them. And um, and now because of that, there's a very, there's a scene that's built there that's very kind of uh, educated in European free jazz as well as the North American jazz music that's been played 
and uh, um, brought there a lot. And then we also, you know, there's a lot of schooling and stuff for that. But it's kind of been this interesting mix of, um, of an audiences that are also been quite educated by all these different bands coming that they kind of, they know what's going on, you know, they mm-hmm. really get the music, which is exciting. Yeah. So, so stepping into a role as a leader, what are some of your strategies for um, guiding the band? Um, complete and utter mayhem. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, not all the time, but there's a lot of, uh, in this band, I end up doing a lot of conducting, um, for, which is trying to keep it so that we can, uh, have a, a sense of freedom and everyone to feel like they can, um, be alive in the moment. And then I'm kind of there to, to kind of just be the one that's like this whole thing that we're listening to that we know is supposed to go in this direction. I just kind of like conduct a little bit to be like, okay, it's going to do this. And we all agree on it. So it's kind of, um, trying to just shape the music that's happening. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I do that a lot. And then, and then also there's specific things that go into when arranging the music where I'll, I'll, I'll be listening to a song and then just think how that would sound with our band playing it and what we could do at different parts to um, add, not to add anything to it, but just to to express ourselves the, the way we feel comfortable with mm. it. And um, one of the, th- yeah. uh, I, I know that you work uh, in more, um, I guess, traditionally jazz, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you work in like <laughs> traditional jazz too as like a guitarist, but in this group you also play mm-hmm. the oud, um, can you talk yes. a little bit about the difference in your approach to music on the oud versus the guitar? Um, yeah, it's, I, I only play the oud in Haram. Right. It, um, it, um, I mean, when it, it when it, I came into the oud later in life, I started playing mm-hmm. it once I, you know, already finished jazz degree kind of thing and was already playing jazz music, but it. I kind of tried to study traditionally the macam and um, and work on the repertoire as much as possible to try and be as um, authentic as I could be and kind of try and deal with that, um, which is not unlike the same thing I kind of did with the guitar, was, you know, I tried to sound like Jim Hall and Bill Evans for a long time. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. got into this more traditional thing and then slowly you know, my own kind of voice emerged by the different things that I liked, you know, and then trying to to play the things I was hearing and also the different music I was getting into. And I feel like that's a similar thing that I've done with the Oud. I mean, you know, there's technical things that are completely different that take a long time to work on, but a lot of it was just kind of trying to seek out the music that I loved and touched me and try to um, trying to play that so that if I put those together and that's my own voice after that. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. The sort I mean, the process of, um, <clears throat> being true to the instrument and then finding a way to use that language to, uh, develop your own language. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, I feel like it's like, um, no one's born in a vacuum and the way you get to know who you are is by what you love and what mm. touches you. And then if you try and do those things, and you kind of go after those things, then I think you you get closer to who you are. Hmm. You know, to be super simplistic about it. Yeah. yeah. And then um, yeah. Uh, maybe getting into uh, this is a jazz show. After all, we do uh, 
got to brag about um, your mentors, Gary Peacock and Paul Motion. Can you talk a little bit about uh, learning from them and then how that sort of influences this group? Hmm. Well, I, I really uh, only mentored with, with Gary me uh, for a few years, five years or so. Um, it, I mean, when I got sort of everything we did together, kind of studying with him was kind of completely mind-blowing blew everything open for me and uh and a lot of sort of was able he's a, he's a he's a um, he doesn't have a biology degree but he all, he almost finished it he, he he finished everything he just wouldn't do the last thing so he um for um um uh, like a, a, a social reason but anyway he uh he's a, an amazing thinker and also from his um looking at music as a living organism through um, his study of biology, he was able to talk about all the things that I kind of felt and knew, but no one would talk about in music. So he was wonderful at explaining those things, and, and, and not, not in a way that was like, this is how it is, but as me, just explaining around the thing uh, and how delicate and organic the actual process is of what music is. You know, So there was sort of like massive fundamental things that were solidified, as well as... Um, you know, all kinds of typical things that you learn from a jazz and pedagogy, pedagogical situation. But um, it really was monumental in my development. And um, at the same time, I was I was starting to study a lot of Arabic music, and I saw a lot of the similarities between how, you know, him and Paul Motion play, and Paul Blay, and a lot of those musicians, that having a similar freedom that I heard in a lot of um, Arabic musicians' toxins. Mm. And then, yeah, and then, uh, um, yeah, and then playing with playing with them on the recording was amazing, mm. extremely exciting, and absolutely terrifying at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh, those juxtapositions are what you look for in a mentor, I suppose. Um, yeah, and totally. uh, you've—I uh, mean, you described—you you use the phrase "total mayhem" um, again, and again, we're sort of plugging this uh, La Vitrola show tomorrow evening uh, um can you talk and also the group's been around for a couple of years can you talk about s- some of the things you try and do in the live setting and maybe how the band has developed since uh, your last recording yeah um uh i mean every we try and make it uh, there be as much open kind of space as possible when we're playing live so that these concert kind of feels really unique and the pieces are really like uh you know like sometimes in jazz bands or you know you play the same tune for years and it's just totally new every time mm-hmm. and that's kind of what's what's happening with this repertoire it's become really solidified for us and really open so the open-ended so we can really go in a lot of different directions we have some guests with us this time because we weren't able to get uh, everybody out from vancouver so i've got nicole represent on trumpet mm-hmm. playing with us who's fantastic mm-hmm. she's out of toronto and um we have clinton Ryder, uh, a great local bass player or montreal bass player who's fantastic he's been killing it so they're coming with us on this tour um, so it's been really wonderful hearing them play. And having a few less people has helped to open up way more so people can... A lot of the people that maybe don't often get to express themselves as much in the band are getting to. So it's kind of mm-hmm. a new shift in the group. Um, yeah, and that's kind of keeping it open and then shifting through, uh, like, you know, looking through the repertoire and finding old gems to play kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for the show. Awesome. And um, yeah, our audience uh, heard a little bit of this uh, group earlier. I'm going to turn it over to your um, live at the Shapeshifter Trio record. Um, Thanks again. Thanks for um, speaking to me. 
today. Uh, actually, that's, is that the the one with Hank and Mark? Yeah. We've got a new, actually, we just recorded a new quartet album with that with a, a great um, tonebeck player from Vancouver named Hameen Hanari. It's coming out, and the band is, is called The Marrow now. So it's kind of in its next stage. Um, and I'm really excited about that because so we're looking to have a record, I think, coming out next next spring. Oh yeah, it's is uh, you have something coming out in November, Inroads. Yeah, that's uh, another new group with um, um, well, relatively new. It's not really that new, but um, <laughs> that's uh, uh, I mean, the record is new, but the band's been around for a while. That's with the uh, amazing musicians out of New York, Russ Flossing, incredible piano player, and uh, Oscar Noriega. Great that clarinet, but he awesome. plays all the stacks on this too, and bass clarinet, and then amazing drummer is Satoshi Takeshi. Oh, and, wow. uh, I'm really excited about that record. It's, it's, I think it's yeah, I'm really pleased with it. Yeah. That comes out this week. Awesome, Friday, yeah. So. Uh, we'll uh, we'll yeah. be looking forward to that. And um, yeah, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you. 